Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. What up? What up, y'all? Hey, you know who it is. It's your boy Paul Wall, and that's your man. JG, let's go. And this is the perfect angle. We want to welcome all our viewers and our listeners. But you know what time it is. Hey, Justin, let us bow. Father God, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you that we're able to do this podcast together in your name. We ask that you continue to shine through us, Lord, in a way that other people might not be used to. Yes. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Man. So, I know we kind of briefly talked about this, and people are like, they're used to us having a viewer, because that's kind of the trend we started. But, right. as in our name, The Perfect Angle, we're going to take different angles with our podcast, um, just because we can. And It's ours. Yeah, it's ours. We do what I want. I can do what I want. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but no, the one thing that um, I reached out to you earlier this week was um, because I'm coaching. Uh, I'm coaching a 14U team, but I'm also coaching high school. Um, right. You recently became a pastor. So we're yeah. both in roles of leadership where yeah. people seek guidance from us. Yeah. Um, and I caught myself in a statement that um, – really resonated with me and it was i told a kid don't be like me okay um and i don't mean in the sense of as of today but like recollecting about like when i was his age mm -hmm. like if if i had just hindsight's 2020 right don't make the same mistakes I did. And, and that was kind of like the message I wanted to give him. And then I kind of explained it to my brother and my brother was kind of like, well, you don't want to tell these kids nowadays what to do. So it's, I don't think I want to tell them what to do, but I want, I think this segment is for us to give people advice, like in our role, plus the kids. Cause I know, I know some of my kids listen. Um, so they can kind of see where we come from. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And and after we talked about it, I like really started thinking about some things. Right. And um, I guess for me, uh, I think advice is a good thing. Okay. I think pointing people in the direction that they should go is probably more along the lines of what we want to do, especially in the roles that we're in. Right. And you're able to help. And like, like let's say for you, you're able to spend time with young men that don't necessarily get that time with their parents all the time. And you probably spend a lot more time than their own parents do. And uh, you're able to help mold them. You right. know? And a lot of times, I mean, let's, let's be honest, like our coaches, because even for myself, and you can probably say the same thing, our coaches were more more of a role model for us than even sometimes our own parents were right you know um a lot of times you know coaches come from some sort of football background that maybe they've you know rose to some sort of a, su a success that we looked up to right or just even having like <laughs> like a second father figure or even more like a like a big brother figure right you know? i think so yeah go ahead yeah Sorry. no no go ahead no like I agree. Um, 
And the funny thing is, is when you're giving advice to these young men or to these kids, I have to remember they're different. Like the way the message was conveyed to us when we were their age was a lot harder, was a little yeah. bit more stern. Yeah. Um, needless, I, like the best way to say it is our our mentors and our 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 adults, they didn't fuck around like they had no filter. Right. Right. And now you have to convey a message with a filter. And sometimes I catch myself not having a filter um, like like when I say don't be like me, I would follow it up with like. I was lazy as shit. I didn't go as far as I could because I was fucking lazy. Or I jumped down a kid's shit. Like I, I, I get mad at a kid because he's being lazy and I know what laziness gets you. Right. Like it's set, like you fall short. Right. But adapt, like adapting is hard, dude. Like I, I don't want to say it, but <laughs> fuck it. Like I, I am me. Like, <laughs> But I know I don't want to rub somebody the wrong way. So how do you, in a sense, just because you are a pastor, how would you go about being able to deliver a message that you know they need to hear? And sometimes you can't sugarcoat it. No, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and I, I find myself because I, I, so let me say like this, right? So as a pastor, our just like a husband, our, our role as husbands, that's our, our family comes first in a sense. This is my first leadership position, even okay. though you're coaching your, right. your leadership position starts at home, right? The same thing for me as a, let's say as a pastor, my, my leadership as a pastor starts at home. So because it starts at home, there's a different dynamic an approach that I have to take. And a lot of what I do always comes from uh, more of a, how can I say, more of an example type role, as opposed to giving advice or, you know, saying, hey, this is what you need to do. Right. Um, I like to use more of an example, like okay. in my own daily life, um, because I have to adapt. A lot of times, you know, um, you know, as husbands, we have to be able to adjust to the way that we speak or act with our wives because our wives are, I mean, let's be real, like they're females, they're more emotional. Right. Um, whereas men, we're more logical, we're more analytical. Like we look at things and we tend to receive information a lot different than what a woman or how a woman would, would receive information. Right, right, right. Um, but to really answer the question, um, I don't sugarcoat anything. Okay. Um, I do tell the truth, but I always try to do it in love. Right. So if I can point somebody to the truth and do it with compassion, empathy, um, with kindness, typically that information is going to come across um, better received as opposed to just cramming it down somebody's throat. However, right. the, the, but, however, the however, but. um, I think understanding who you're talking to, too, okay. also allows you a little more freedom, right? If I have right. a relationship with somebody, 
uh, shoot, I'll give you a prime, a prime example. So I had one of my friends call me up. They were like, hey, Jay, like, can you please give me a call? Like, I'm having an issue with something. So I call him and he and his wife are on the phone with me and I'm talking to them and they were at a service and they didn't like some things that happened at the service. Okay. And then they were like, well, you know, maybe we should go talk to that person. And the person they were going to talk to was, I guess, a pastor of the church. And the, one of the things okay. that I initially asked was, well, what type of relationship do you have with that person? Oh yeah. That definitely matters. And they said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, do you, are they somebody, you know, like talk often? Right. Is there like an open line of communication already with this person? They said, well, no, there's no, not really. I mean, I only think we're really side of them. And I said, okay, so you're going to go to somebody who you've never had any interaction with and you're going to tell them they're wrong. Yeah. That's not going to fly. How are you going to do that? (laughs) In church, you're not not going to fly. It's not going to fly anywhere. You'll get it right. You're going to get a, a royal, sorry, Jesus, but a royal fuck you if you, dead serious. Sorry. <laughs> it was so true, though. Yeah. So I think as coaches, right, or as leaders in the community, we have to be able to understand who we're dealing with. Right. I have a relationship with a like a kid on the football team or a kid that I'm coaching, and he's, let's say I'm his position coach, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how I can I can properly affect him the right way or influence him the right way to get him to do what he needs to do. Right. As opposed to somebody who's just on the team that I don't really interact with every day, but I'm still a coaching authority. Right. I'm not going to come at him a little. Like, I'm going to come at them different. Yeah. Know? And it's not to say there's, oh, that person you know, is a favorite. No, it's just I have a better relationship with that person. Hey, you want to find, like, as you say that, I'm thinking about my relationship with my kids, right? So, right. like I said, 14U high school. So, let's talk about the high school kids. Okay. The kids that I have no interaction with, I don't go hard on. I right, I, right. I go hard as on the group. Like, I do it as a collective when right. they fuck up because right. I don't talk to them. But if you're in my position group or I have a relationship with you, like, there's no holds bar. Like, right. <laughs> I don't grab their face mask like they, but it's one of those moments like get the fuck over here. What are you doing? But it's true. If you don't have a relationship with somebody, I address it collectively. I'm not all y'all motherfuckers got to run. He messed up. So I let them know he's the and he'll and the person that messed up will be looking at me like what the fuck is wrong with you, coach? And that's just how I do it. So I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Now, fourteen U is different. They they're they're sensitive. So so this is the thing I think about that kind of stuff, man. Because like when we grew up, even when I grew up, because I'm a little older than you, right? I I look back at like the teams that I played on. We were way bigger. Oh yeah, for Offensive sure. Line was way bigger. Defensive line were way for bigger. Sure. Linebackers were way bigger. Like even our receivers were way bigger. Like we look like grown ass men. Yeah, like we now look like yeah. now today, like I, I'm watching clips of the Carson game and I'm like, these are babies. Like, what the babies. Like, babies. What, are they, what are they not feeding them? You know, but uh, yeah, times are way different, you know, Super. and I think I think on a 14 and under level, they need to start being groomed right a little more harshly. You know, 
uh, or be more abrasive just because life is not going to, life isn't going to pat them on the butt. You know what I mean? I tell them, like, I tell them that all the time. Dude, we, like we're trying to raise men. And so there's this saying, I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it says this, it says hard times develop strong men, right? Strong men create easy times, easy times create weak men and weak yeah. men create hard times. Yeah. And so if that's the cycle, right, where right. we've, we've, we've built something that was easier for people to come through. And now because it was easy, easier for them, they're weaker. Right. Because they haven't had to go through anything. They haven't had to, to do something uh, uh, new, right? They're not right. the trailblazer, so to say. They're not the, the ones that are, that are, you know, having to work harder for things. It's a little easier for them. And because right. it is like they're weaker, you know, and I think at some point that weakness is going to slap them in the face and they're going to, they're going to fall hard. And so it's like, we don't want that. Right. So I think as leaders, we do need to be a little more abrasive, especially in your position, you know, yeah. or, or like even me, like if I was coaching, don't play with me. Bro, you know what I've noticed? Like you're saying weakness. Okay, so in my demographic, I don't think in some areas it would be weakness because mental weakness or mental toughness, mm -hmm. is that, mm -hmm. that's a weakness if you need to develop right. it. So I'll agree. One of the things I've definitely, definitely, definitely noticed. Fuck, I lost my train of thought. I was going to, yeah, like it's something. Fuck it, I'll come back if I if I remember it. Wow. Wow. So I don't think it's a weakness. I don't. I just think, holy shit, I forgot. Again. Wow. Yeah, again. Oh, well, we'll come back to it. Maybe that's God saying that's not what I need to say right now. It's all good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, great point. Because I think trying to develop these young men in a way that we were, some are receptive. And some completely rebel, bro. Like mm. some of these athletes are catered to a little too much. Right. Like, yeah, we had the, uh, the we had the athlete. So this was one thing I, I can compare to. So back in the day, we had the athlete that may have got the catering to in the classroom, but on the field was a fucking dog. Like didn't take right. a day off at practice, didn't take a day off in the game, but in class he fucked around. Right. These kids will do both. And so like, this is the, go ahead go for it go for it i was just gonna say like yeah i i'm the man and i'm entitled yeah sense right. of entitlement is very big nowadays like that's what i that, i'm glad you brought that up because that was exactly what i was going to say it, it is a sense of entitlement where they start to feel like they deserve it or it's owed to them you yeah. know and it's like you haven't earned it you know right. and, I, and i think one of the things like the biggest or the coolest thing that I love about watching Deion Sanders coaching oh is yes. to me, from what I hear and what I see is he's bringing back that old school way of coaching. Oh, like you have to earn it. Right. Um, like the numbers, for example, he was talking about your Jersey numbers. He was like, what's this thing with double digits, like or, or double, <laughs> double jerseys, right? Like a 15 yeah. on the offensive, 15 on defense. He was like, no, no, no. 
You have to totally earn them. You have to earn that. You yeah. Know? And if you were, if you earned number one and you wore number one, that, that says a lot about who you were. And you were the only number the one. The only one. The only one. And so now you have all these kids that are like, I'm going to the NFL, which I look, I'm all for speaking things into existence. I'm all yes. for manifesting that stuff. I'm all for it. I'm all for being positive and having an attitude like, dude, this is where I want to go. Right. But when your work ethic doesn't back up what you're talking about, it's like, wh why are you fooling yourself? The truth is that this, the statistics <laughs> as athletes, they're against us when it comes to that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's dude. Like I would, if, if I could give any advice to any kid, you want to be a millionaire and you only had two choices, whether to play the lottery or go play sports, I'd tell you, go play the lottery. You have better stats playing the lottery and being a millionaire than you do making it on the, in the, in the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, because you're fighting against everybody. Right. Right. <laughs> like, like, like it's funny because I, my best friend, like to this day says I chased an NFL dream and I did. I fucking did. I chased it like no other. I took me eight years to graduate college because I thought I was going to make it. But now that I look at it, meh, even if I had win D1, I didn't have that in me. I right. don't. Like, I, right. like, I, di I didn't then when I could have developed it. I chose not to. Right. And now, even now, it's like, yeah, you were good, but you weren't that guy because I played with guys in semi, we played with guys in semi pro worth who they were that guy and they right. weren't there. Right. And even when I was good, I wasn't better than them. Right. <laughs> right. Like, so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm trying to figure out what your, what your ceiling's going to be and fully develop you that way. But dude, it's hard. I, I like, it's hard to walk on eggshells. I see. I, I I don't think I would walk on eggshells. I think what a lot of these children need today, they need more guys like us right. to really sit down and tell them the truth. You know, oh, fuck. and you can't the, handle the, the truth. The you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> you want the truth? <laughs> you can't handle the truth. You know that's so funny, bro. Because even like. I think that's one of the reasons why I love watching movies from that era, from the eighties, the early nineties is because even cinema was different. We oh, told yeah. different stories, right? Like the other night I was watching, remember the Titans. Oh my God, bro. Great that movie. coaching today, he'd have been fired. Cancel culture. Bro. He'd have been fired. Oh yeah. He'd Herman Boone would not, done, bro. would not be at a top program right now. He'd have been ran out of town, bro. Ran out of Seriously. town. Seriously. But that's what our kids need. Our kids need, it's like the, the opening of the eyes of the harsh reality. The yeah. statistics to play professional sports are against you. And the only ones that make it are the ones that put in the extra effort. And they the still extra. might not make it. Thank you very much. You know, I, and yeah. I had this talk the other day. I'm going to talk about it sometime this week. Okay. Do you have it in you that when you get knocked down to get back up, to continue to fight, even though you might lose that fight? 
Oh, today, Joe, kids, boys, do not take this personal. Today, if you were to ask me that about my team right now, they are, they have fucking heart, but they've never been hit. Everybody's tough. Everybody's tough till they get hit in the fucking face. Right. And my boys have been put on their butt, and they're learning how to get back up. And Justin, you can tell it's eating at them. And it's Ooh. killing us because we don't know. Like, we've we've pushed and we've pushed and we've pushed to you can't push heart. You can't push the right. will to get up off your ass after right. you've been put down on your pockets. Right. Like, Right. We live that every day. Like we prepared ourselves when we walked out the door, Justin. We we may not have lived in the ghetto, the hood, gang banging shit, but people wanted to test us because they right. thought we were special. So we right. walked out prepared. If I get put on my pockets, I'm getting up and we're doing it again. Right. right. These kids don't. I, I don't I don't think they've ever been hit like this, Justin. And it's hard no. to be the, as a mentor, I feel lost. Like I had my best player break down in my arms at a game he broke down i talked to his brother he never cries never cries like and this kid really tries but he's one of those people that short changes so i feel bad but then i don't it's like if you don't want to feel like this then you need to fucking be the example and go harder and so that, that was one of the things that um, that there was a, a dynamic that I did not have growing up. Okay, as an athlete, um, that if I had had it, right, I believe I probably would have went a little farther. You know, okay. I can't say that I would have been in the league. I don't know, right? God right. has all sorts of different plans for you. But I believe it. Yeah. I believe, like, man, if I had put forth the effort, I I believe my chances would have been higher. Right. Um, but I didn't have that. I didn't have that extra work ethic. Um, I thought that, and, and so, and that's, okay, so let me back up. Not to say I didn't have it. Right. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it was. Nobody showed me. Okay. And. I always assumed that, well, the work that I needed to put in was the work that I needed to put in during practice. Oh, the time that we stepped on the field to the time we got off. And so if I'm out sprinting you, if I'm out sprinting you on our gassers or if I'm out working you in practice, then that was enough. Oh, and then there was weight room time. Okay, cool. I'm going to go in the weight room. I'm going to work out during weight room time. I didn't know there was, oh, I could stay after and I'm going to run bleachers or I could stay after and I'm going to, I'm going to hit more weights. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. You know, I, and I think at that time when I was growing up, um, a lot of the new, uh, the new innovations with working out and the things that we are used to now, right. The new exactly. innovations with different drills and stuff. We didn't have them back then. You know, yeah. It was just iron on iron, bro. But I didn't know that. Now, once I got into college, I can take a little, a little more, I think, ownership. I think. And and so this kind of goes back to what I was saying too. like, even in high school, I wish I had somebody like myself to tell me, Hey bro, like you need to be working out afterward. Yeah. Like, why are you leaving right now? Yeah. Like your, your dad's a football coach and he's in there. They're in a coach's meeting. Anyway, you don't need to sit there and like relax in the truck. 
Like mm-hmm. there's a whole field out there just all by itself waiting for you to run on. Yeah. There's bleachers out there. You should, you should go hit. Why don't you ask to get in the weight room and, and just work out until they, until you're about ready to leave. So it was stuff like that, that I didn't do. Right. That and that. girls will always be there. Yes. Chase oh your actions. If, if this is what you say you love, chase what you love. I had coaches. <laughs> I had, so I did not have bad coaches. Although our record reflected, we sucked, right? My coaches taught me the lessons in life that I needed to know. That yeah. I needed to learn. So just like parenting, there's good, there's bad. So I have nothing bad or no ill. Cause I still, I, shit, uh, up until this year, I still coached with my high, my high school defensive coordinator. Nice. Check out on this, Justin. I don't even think he liked me in high school. <laughs> and now, if I were to call him and be like, hey, I want to coach, when I made the post about coaching, he's the first one to hit me up every time because he knows mm-hmm. that I'm passionate about this. And like you said, I want to be for them what I feel I didn't have. Not saying yeah. that they didn't give it to me, but I didn't have it. Right. Not that Our coaches back then, too, they were spread thin, Justin, right? Yeah. Yeah, like the, yeah. we we played during the barbaric days of football where ooh football boom ah helmet to helmet like if I didn't knock you out I was a bitch. Yep. So yep. like I think my coaches did the best I could and so I want to grow on top of that but like this generation is very very different and I don't know how we made this generation like they came from us. They're too coddled, bro. They're too catered to. Because honestly, I think what, what what has happened is there's parents out there that lived a high school dream. Right. Never went past high school. Okay. No, no junior college, no college, no right. nothing. Didn't make it. Okay. And then always had something to say about a reason why they didn't make it. Okay. And then they have kids and they're like, yo, you're going to go be an athlete because daddy was an athlete and you're going to be I'm the guilty. best. I'm guilty. You're going to be the best. So I'm going to get you the best equipment because I didn't have the best equipment. I'm going to give you uh, the best strength and conditioning coach. And I'm just going to pump you full of like you deserve it. Right. This yeah. is this is yours. This is yours. This is yours. And I'm not going to give you uh, the better information that I didn't have. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I'm guilty of that because my son, like, yeah, he played other sports, but I was just like, uh, it's not football. And then really, but like, I was an athlete, like I played other sports, but it wasn't. And, and it's fucked up because. He probably, I, I know for a fact, if you ask him, he's like, oh, my dad didn't give a fuck because it's not what he wanted me to play. And he's right. Like, I'll own my shit. He's right. So I'm that parent. But in now seeing that he's gained the love for the sport, bought him a new F7. Make sure, I just made sure that, like, he got brand new shoulder pads from his fucking organization, and I gave him mine. Like, yo, you want to try these Rydells that are fucking a little bit more, like, legit, bro? And he was like, oh, yeah, let me get these. Like, they're the buckle straps and everything. And, and, like, 
I I have a pair of Air Max cleats that were that I was blessed with, and they fit me, but they also fit. I was I pulled them out the bag. Like, yo, you want to wear these? My son hasn't practiced in two and a half weeks because he pulled his fucking hamstring, and I'm still trying to have this little dude out here flexing. I get it, but but I did. <laughs> But guess what? God gave me my karma in the same instance. Like the one I made, my six-year-old or my five-year-old that's about to be six, that motherfucker hates sports. He hates them. Like he'd rather go, go cool. Hiya, daddy, let's wrestle. I'm going to shoot you with my Spider-Man. Fuck a ball. Oh, no, you could give him a ball outside. You could give him a bat and we could play for hours in the fucking yard. You put him in organized sports and he's like this. Without doing it, he's like that. And I'm just like, damn, bro, you suck. <laughs> and everybody's like, Paul, you can't be like that. I'm like, why? And you know what it is? I wish I had that bond. I just met my dad. So I wish I had that bond with yeah. my dad. And my mom was always working. So I always got it from my coach. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give my kids something I didn't have, just like you yeah. were saying. And it doesn't always fucking work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. So I feel it. Yeah. But it's going to be all right, though. I think, oh, yeah. too, like, at that age, they'll grow out of it, you know? Some, it takes a little longer for them to, like, really catch on to certain things, especially sports. I mean, sports are hard, bro. Sports aren't easy. Yeah. I mean, we know, you know? And then we look at guys like, shoot, like Aaron Rodgers, like, getting hurt this last, you know, this last weekend, pulling, you know, tearing his Achilles. But, bro, yeah. like, listening to to even him talk about uh, his recovery time, like... You caught it to, on Pat McAfee? Yes. Bro, I was... I, I said what Greeny said, let's fucking go! Yes, bro. But, see, that's that dog, man. That's what I'm talking about when I Hold say, up. like... My cat is trying to jump in the truck. Ali, Ali's the man, man. This is two two solo shows. He's he, I'm gonna bring him on the show one day. But go ahead, my bad. Every single time, no. But like Aaron Rodgers is like he's an example of that dog. Like yes, you just tore your Achilles. You're not like you cried about it for a bit, but now you're over here talking about I'm pushing to come back. I could be back this season. Playoffs. Bro, Jesus, bro, it would be the fastest recovery of Achilles tear ever, ever, you know, and I think like for us, like we grew up watching Jordan, we grew up watching Kobe, Kobe and, the, and Jordan, they never flopped, never, Kobe never tore his flopped. Achilles and shot two free throws and then walked two off by himself and then walked off the court, bro, like the man, you gotta have some dog in you in order to do that. And I don't think. I'm not putting these kids down, but they don't right. know. They don't know. They have an idea, right? Right. They have, they have this ideology because I, I listen to my kids talk. And, and from 14U to, to my, my seniors, the, the story's the same. They all want, because obviously they're all watching the same shit on social media. So they're right. all being groomed by something similar with right. us being the outside influence. But what's grooming them isn't necessarily the right way. Like, I think they're chasing clout. Like, the way they talk. Like, if I talked the way some of these kids talked, I'd have had a fat lip all the time. Yep. All the time. 
I have a black eye. My mom would have fucked me up. What'd you say to me? Oh, don't let me talk to another adult like that. Oh my God. I would have got the I would have got the work belt. Yeah. I would have got it. But I'm grateful for that. Like I've even told Vic, and Vic's like, I'm glad I got those ass whoopings that I got. But these yeah. kids have an idea of what hard work is, but they're not willing to obtain it because it's fucking hard. And the other thing I think too that kind of like does them a disservice is the video games. Oh. I think if we can like, and I'll say this because they did me a disservice. You go on the Madden or you go on NCAA and then you create yourself in the game. Shit, create a player. Everything's What's 99, up? bro. The speed, all the, time. The, hands, the, the arm strength, everything. 99 all the way down the board. And it's not realistic, right? And so then they come to life, to real life and they're like, I can play quarterback. Bro, when's the last time you really threw a football? <laughs> And don't tell me it was, oh, the other night I threw for 400 yards, six touchdowns on hey, the game. Out here looking like Brucey from the longest yard. No, for real, bro. Or like that kid from that meme where it says straight out NCAA 99 or whatever. Oh, that kid wearing the, the North Carolina uniform. Yeah. He's got wristband after wristband after wristband all the way down his arm. Oh, dude. The I monster face mask and everything. They're like, bro, seriously? Freshman year of college, that was me. My nickname at Menlo College, I shit you not. My nickname at Menlo College was Create a Player. <laughs> I shit you not. Shit you not. Oh my gosh. Create, Create a, player. a Player. Yep. That's hilarious. I had the visor, I had the towel, the wristbands. And honestly, I wasn't. I was okay. I was good. Like, I'm not going to shoot my, I'm not going to shit down my own leg. Like, I'm not going to say I sucked, but I could have been way better. I was, I was good, but I wasn't creative player where I should have been yeah. wearing a visor and having a towel. Like I'm the definition of hard work beats talent when talent does, doesn't work hard. Like that's right. me to a T like, right. So yeah, I was creative player, bro. But, so let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Cause I mean, obviously, I mean, we're hoping that, your kids tune in, right? Right, right, right. We're hoping right. somebody's kids tune in. Right. What advice would you give? I mean, you're what, 37 now? Yes, 37. 37. You played a long time. I mean, you just got done playing right. with the Blackhawks again, almost winning a national championship, coming super duper close. You're coaching kids now. Yes. You've been through a lot. What would you give them? What advice would you give them? Wow. Um, this leads us to this, this episode. Yeah. Honestly, like I would tell them live in the moment, be a kid first, be mm -hmm. a kid, enjoy being a kid, but listen to the gems that adults are trying to tell you. Like adults shouldn't have to, we shouldn't have to lower ourselves to your level and joke around and, and, and say it passively. For you to understand it, yes, we should build. Right. Yes, we should build a relationship with them, but don't think, don't take things so literal. Like, don't get caught up in what society thinks is cool. Um, I was always trying to be the cool kid. Don't mm -hmm. be the cool kid. Like, it's okay to be different. It's okay to be yourself. 
Right. Like be yourself. Um, and if you have a dream, fucking chase the dream. Like to this day, I have no regrets chasing my dream. I have regrets yeah. about how I went about chasing my, my dream because I sold myself short. I said I wanted something and I did enough work barely to get it. Or when I got it, I was like, oh, I got it. Ah, ha, 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 ha. It's mine now. Right. Right. I faced a little bit of adversity and I couldn't get off my pockets. I got hit in the mouth. I got hit in the mouth like twice. And instead of getting up and facing my problems, I ran from them. Dang. Yeah, one of the one of the things that um that I noticed, like looking back, when I was at Southwest, Southwest did for me uh something that I, I'll never regret or never uh forget. Like they helped build my confidence, you know, okay. as a football player. <laughs> you know, solidifying a single position and then going out there and just being a beast at it. Like they really yeah. helped, they, they really helped build, build that in me. Northern did an amazing job of tearing all that down. And, uh, so for me, my advice to kids would be if you're in the position, if you're ever lucky enough to be recruited and to be given an opportunity to play at the next level, I would recommend one, obviously putting in the effort and the work outside of practice right, to perfect your craft. But two, and probably the most important would be, be patient. Ooh, be patience patient. is key. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't freak out over the first offer. Yeah. Just be patient and see what happens, right? Right. That offer will still be there. There's no need to hurry up and make a decision. Um, and then make sure you're making the right decision. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't really ever buy a car without test driving at first. True. Making a decision to go to school, especially a school that's away from your home, Let's say out of state. That's like getting married. Oh, you know, and I understand that they they have the transfer portal now and things like that. But I'm not a hundred percent like completely sold on the transfer portal. You're not. Um, I am. No, I saw I'm something not. that sold me the other day. I saw Saturday. Ooh. I'll let you I'm finish and then we can talk about that. I'm not a hundred percent sold on the transfer portal, but okay. um, I think if you make a decision to go to a school, you should kind of stick to it unless, you know, there's other right. circumstances that would allow. However, I, again, be patient. If yeah. you have that, if you have the ability to sit down and to look at different offers, be patient, make the right decision for yourself. Really look at, everything when it comes to making these decisions you know yeah. i asked my mom but my mom when i went to northern she didn't talk to me for three weeks leading up to me leaving now did you have any other offers other than northern see and this is why i say be patient because the day that i signed and sent over my letter of intent to northern i had an offer coming from portland state a division one AA school and so I didn't, again, like, I didn't know the ins and the outs, right? right? I didn't know, like, I could, you know, say, hey, listen, I got a better offer from a bigger school. 
to take that. I didn't know that. I had no idea. And they're right? not going to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, so I just was like, well, that's the decision I made. I got to stick with it. And I'm sure, I'm sure that if I had waited a little longer, I would have had more than, more than Portland state because Florida A&M was still there. Yeah. Um, there were some other one double uh, A schools that were that were looking at me. There were still some Division One schools that were looking at me. New Mexico, New Me- New Mexico State, yeah, uh, UNLV. So I think if I had just waited and been a little more patient, then I could have done. I could have went to a better school. I think maybe one that would have, you know, put me in a position to develop a little better. Okay. Again, like, and I, I have no regrets, so I'm not right. saying with regret. But I am saying this looking back, like, I wish that I would have taken my time. I didn't have my parents helping me make a decision or saying, hey, who's talking to you? My, my dad, like, completely, completely had nothing to do with my recruitment process. Okay. Nothing. That, that's shocking. And it, it's, it's sad. To be absolutely 100% honest, like, it's sad. Because I wish I had somebody to say, hey, why don't we slow down for a second? Or why don't we sit down and talk about this for a second? I wish yeah. my mom would have stepped in and said, hey, I've been talking to this coach on the phone too, and I don't trust him. Okay. Because come to find out, when her and I actually sat down and we talked about it after I had gone through my, we'll call it my northern debacle. Okay. And she said, I never trusted that coach. I never trusted Coach uh, well, he'll remain nameless. Yeah, I was going to say no name. Our problem. defensive coordinator. So if anybody's watching that knows me, our defensive coordinator. What year did you go to Northern, Justin? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, she didn't trust him. She said, right. she said he was a snake. I didn't trust him. And sure enough, yeah, that's how he was. So I wish somebody would have said, hey, so this is for parents too that are watching that have yeah. kids playing sports. Be more like interact more with your kid when it comes to the recruiting process. Facts. If they're the big dog on campus and they're not getting recruited, get more involved. Yeah. Figure out a figure out a way how to get your kid looked at, right? And then be the encourager in the corner saying, "Hey, look, if I know that it you're not getting in recruited yet but let's continue to be patient don't don't worry we're going to look into some things if they're getting highly recruited let's look at the schools that are recruiting you let's look at the areas what are they recruiting you to do what are they telling you like let's really listen to what they're saying yeah let's go see some of these schools i wish that would i wish that would have taken place because if that had taken place i think i would have chosen a different spot yeah I, i i totally agree um to piggyback on your stuff, um, I would have, I, I would also tell myself to get out of my own way. Don't yeah. block your blessings, right? Um, my sophomore year at Mount Sac, um, I blocked a lot of my own blessings. Like I had put in the fucking work, the work to compete my sophomore year. Um, I don't really want to mention this person's name because they're irrelevant, but. I have to give credit where credit is due because if it was not for this person, I would not have pushed myself as hard as I did that summer. So I'm not saying his name, but he fucking knows who he is. 
I give credit to that person for pushing me all fucking summer because honestly, he taught me hard work. Like he came in as an underdog to the school. Like he came with me and he showed me like, look, I'm the smallest motherfucker here, but I'll compete. Like you're yeah. six foot. Like what the fuck are you doing? And he brought the dog out in me, Justin. Like he got me a free gym membership at his fucking gym in Uptown Whittier. And I'm talking like I went to eating turkey meat three times a fucking day. Like, I competed and yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah. I put in the work, but I got in my own way. Week of San Jacinto, um, a team that I should have been playing the whole the whole second half. Um, I was suspended because I decided to get into a fight with our starting <laughs> middle linebacker. And all we had to do was run laps. And I wasn't a starter. He was. I didn't know my place. And when Coach Jabs, I love Jabs, so I'm giving Jabs a shout out. When Coach Jabs told us to like told me to keep running. I didn't know who I was. I didn't. I was like, what the fuck? Why does the start? Why does he get to stop running? And I threw my fucking helmet. Got suspended. We blew that team out 82 to zero. And one of my boys got his full ride off that film alone. Um, and then because I didn't do what was right in the classroom, um, I could have actually, I, I don't know if it was a walk on or he would have gave me a scholarship, but the, the tech, the coach, the coach from Texas A&M Kingsville, um, the school that Bob Sanders went to, um, I was sending out my own film because, again, I, I couldn't get out of my own way. And I was – my coaches really didn't give a fuck about me. It's not that they didn't care. It was just I wasn't the guy. And yeah, yeah, I dug my own grave. So I, I, I'm doing the recruiting thing, um, and I call, and he's like, can you be here Monday? And I was like, oh, I got to go past biology at Compton. <laughs> no i cannot come monday can i come at the end of the semester he said nope and i and honestly i could have left justin i could have gone monday but i promised my mom i'd get my aa fully before i took off i went to morningside i got in my own way again uh didn't keep my mouth shut um and i wanted to be that guy but yeah, it just didn't happen so my words of advice is stay quiet let your game speak for itself. Yes. You don't always have to be that vocal yes. person. You yes. don't. Yeah. I yeah. agree with that. 100%. 100%. Now let's talk about this transfer portal. I, did you watch the okay. game Saturday? Did you watch it? Which game? The Buffalo, the Colorado, Colorado State game. The only game. The only game that Bro, mattered the on only Saturday. The game that I watched on Saturday. The only game. It was that is the definition of facing adversity. They were fucking losing the whole game. And fucking Shador Sanders is a dog. So those and so okay, so those to, those to me would be exceptions, right? When it comes to the good and the, the good and the ugly of the transfer portal. Okay. Because the, we've also seen guys like uh What's his name? Rattler from South Carolina, the quarterback who's transferred. Jesus like, Christ. But did you watch him on Give Me One? He's a fucking spoiled brat. I, I haven't. I haven't. Okay, so sorry not to cut you off, but he's a fucking spoiled brat. And but sorry, see, Rattler, if you don't like it, it's the truth. But he comes. So even when I watched, not knowing or seeing any of that, I figured that. Okay. I figured, okay, he must be a little more catered to 
So he must be a little more spoiled because he's bouncing all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would equate that to guys like him or even okay. girls because girls play sports too. Right. Who right, right. have had a lot of success playing their individual sport and who has had everybody in their ear telling them, you the man. They're a Don't. lot less emotional when it comes to playing sports. Listen to the transfer portal for female sports. They stick it out. Bro. Just staying. Sorry, fellas. So to me, I don't like the transfer portal. Okay. I think if there's, cause it's like, like, like it's like this open market right now. I was hearing something too, like coaches are now going to be recruiting high school kids less because they have the transfer portal now. Yeah, that's true. So now you ready? Let's put things in perspective. If you're not that guy, if you don't have that dog about you to really, really, really master right. your craft in right. high school, right? your shot at getting a Division One scholarship has now shrank even, even more. I say yes, but then it comes down to individuals. Like I say myself because I do this. Um, there's so many, so many programs that you can get an athletic scholarship if you do what you need to do in the classroom, right. you can still get school paid for. Now, these gentlemen and these young men that are killing it in the transfer portal, that should be the outline for these high school kids to be like, look, it's all re- I'm already back against the wall. Right. What do I got to do to get these Fresno states, these Colorado states? Because Colorado right. State comes to Southgate. They got one, Terriante. Mr. T, T3 himself is from Southgate. He's a redshirt freshman at Colorado State. So there's these opportunities, but these kids got to be willing to face that adversity. It comes back to the original thing. Yes, they're back. The cards are stacked against them, Justin. Yes, they are. Big time. But it's our job to tell them the truth. But they gotta be able. They gotta be willing to be like, all right, fuck it. Like I'm trying to go here too. Shit. All right, cool. You didn't start at Florida, whatever. We gonna come compete. You, you, you're gonna transfer in. If I gotta walk, like my daughter's about to walk on at San Diego. She was the league MVP. She was, she was the shit. But there's people all over the country that play basketball, and she wasn't on their radar. But because she was a hard worker. She's getting an opportunity. Yeah, Sometimes like you just need to put yourself in this play in, in a spot where your grades, because her grades got her in the school, and now she has an opportunity to be a D1 athlete based off her grades to follow her dream. Yeah. And if she doesn't make it, you know what she said? At least I tried. How many people at my school say can say that they tried? Right. Only right. one other person as of right now. Not saying that anybody that went to JUCO is not doing it. Don't Don't take it that way. Just as of right now, D1 athletes currently that left her high school, it's her and T3. That's it. You got to be willing to want that, Justin. Right. And, and kids, viewers, parents, you got to be able to tell your kids, have that hard conversation with them. Because honestly, I'd rather, I think they'd rather hear it from you 
then hear right. it from a stranger. Right. Like when I got well, to Morningside, <laughs> having a stranger tell me I was a fucking loudmouth and I wasn't as good as I thought I was, bro. What? Who the fuck are you? And my, the sad thing is, is my mom could have had that conversation, and it's not her fault. Because friends had the conversation with me, but my mom could have just been like, hey, dude, tone that shit down. Just shut up. And I would yeah. be like, okay, mom, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I got yeah. you, right? Well, this well, has been a fun hour, man. I enjoyed it was, this. It was good. It was we got to have more segments like this. We will. Definitely. Most definitely. So if you guys are new to the podcast, new to The Perfect Angle, we want to say thank you. We appreciate you. We hope that you guys have gained some insight, taken some nuggets, because I definitely believe that there's a lot of good information here tonight. Paul did an amazing job. Mr. Paul Wall, the man himself. Thanks, did an bro. amazing appreciate job, you. even through his tears. We love it. Um, no stand, though. I saw you. <laughs> man, I hey, had the sniffles the rest of the... Man, <laughs> thank God there's a video, because if there wasn't, somebody's going to be like, yo, this fool's doing something. He's... They'd say I'm on that Gronkowski treatment. I'm on the Gronk Ooh. right now. I'm not. I promise. I cried a little bit earlier. I was a little emotional. And I got a really nose. Hey, but yeah. this is the perfect angle. I'm your boy, Paul Wall. And that's our boy. JG. I love you guys. Love you too. Y'all be blessed. Peace.